And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? Hey, everybody! Welcome back! Okay, maybe that was a little bit too excited, but guys, we are back! The show is back! The very serious writing show lives! It's awake alive, and so am I, and so are you, all three of you who decided to come back to the show. <laughs> I know there's a lot more of you, I know I keep making that joke, but guys, love you all, we are back! And what a lovely day it is to be back. The weather forecast outside, it is 87 degrees with an 80% chance of precipitation in Singapore. I don't know who you are, person who listens from Singapore, but I love you. Hey, today, I'm just glad to have a person in today, frankly. <laughs> it's been it's been a lovely break. I've enjoyed the rest and relaxation and the reading of Orson Scott Card novels. That's essentially what I've been doing over break. Hey, we have a person today, and that's a miracle, really. He's the founder of Marcher Lord Press, which has since been known by a new name, Enclave Publishing. He is the writer of several books on writing craft, including the Irresistible Novel, and he is a constant friend to the one-year novel community. I give you Jeff Gerke, and today we are talking Star Wars 7. Buckle up, people. The very serious writing show is back. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. Howdy, Jeff. Hey, how are you, Daniel? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. I really dig your stuff, Jeff. You're an Thanks, awesome Daniel. dude. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for being here. Now, the the agenda today, we are talking Star Wars 7, which, when did you see Star Wars 7? Uh, I saw it on the 18th, um, opening day Woo! technically. My, my daughter had seen it the night before, and then she went back with me the next day. So, yeah, but we got tickets on the day they became available. That's pretty fantastic. I had to wait till uh, the Monday following it, so. And there was still a huge a, line. I, I know a guy who loves Star Wars so much he has the uh, Rebel Alliance emblem tattooed on his neck. <laughs> oh my gosh! But he said he's not going to see it until the new year. I was like, how? <laughs> a, how do you stand it? And B, how are you going to not hear big spoilers? Yeah. And, yeah, the spoiler embargo has really been intense. It's yeah. an intense thing. <laughs> you, you... Did you hear about the guy who got beat up? <laughs> I did. Oh, that. I mean, in a way, he totally deserved it. But still, <laughs> a little out of hand. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of, you know, oh my gosh. Wow, how how much do you how, do you have to love Star Wars to beat a guy up about spoilers? So before, well, 
Oh, but yeah, I mean, you've been waiting for three years and a guy comes out and blows it in 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think I would have beat him up, but I would have stood there while they laid their cloaks at my feet, I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> very kind of you, Jeff. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, so I'd like to start out with as basic of a spoiler-free review as, as we can. Mm-hmm. And which is just one question. Would you recommend people go see this movie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the question is, what people are we talking about? You know, I, th- I think it works if you don't know Star Wars at all. Um, you know, it works as a standalone movie, although you'd be going, who are, who are all these old people? <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, if you've avoided Star Wars this long uh, and you live in our country, then... Uh, you you may not like it because you may you know uh, I have a relative who you know just can't be talked into watching it and so I don't think that person would enjoy the new one just because you know doesn't want to be part of a science fiction kind of thing but if yeah. you you know like movies in general and and science fiction in particular and especially Star Wars fans you de- it's a must see for Star Wars fans. Yeah, and I thought there's a lot of it did it did its fans right. I think overall, at the end of the day, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like to talk about this movie in in the sense of it being a bridge. You mm-hmm. know, you you had to do things to bridge from the original trilogy, which is now you know 25, 30 years old or whatever. Yeah, and you know what have these characters been doing? since then but you know unless we're gonna have you know geriatric wars um we need to introduce a whole (laughs) new set of characters who can you know kind of grab the brand and and create new adventures and so this this one i think did a great job of you know catching us up and and showing us everybody and tying some things off and giving us some fun uh, moments that were very reminiscent of the original Oh, trilogy, yeah. but, then, but then introducing um, this new set of characters, this new trio, especially, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I my final review on the movie is, you know, now that we've done this, we can really start having some fun, you know, yeah, in the next movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's let's jump in with Ray because you're a huge Luke Skywalker fan. Like you, you're yeah. always in costume as that guy. Is being... I'm afraid I am. Yeah. <laughs> How do, you, how do you think Rey held up as the new kind of Skywalker-ish sort uh, of character? Uh, yeah, I really like her as an actress, um, and I like her character very much. Yeah, she's definitely the closest Luke Skywalker in the new in the new, the new movie. Um, you know, and it, she's similar in that, you know, she has these latent, mysteriously uh, given... Uh, force abilities and she has a mysterious childhood and mm-hmm. where did she really come from and then you know she under duress she can um, can make some things happen and she may be you know the most powerful Jedi in a <laughs> thousand years or whatever um, so I, I liked it you know the part of my reaction to the movie may be that that I'm older, you know. I mean, I was 12 when the original one came yeah. out. So, yes, fans, go do the math. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, that's why Luke Skywalker 
became my alter ego and I dress up as him all the time because I was freaking 12 mm -hmm. and I had never encountered a movie that was well I now I, I can describe what it is it's a hero's journey movie uh, some people know the term hero's journey of um, there's this anthropologist don't worry I'm not gonna get too boring <laughs> uh, this anthropologist named Joseph Campbell who studied stories and, and uh, you know myths throughout every culture and humanity across you know all the millennia and he discovered a few stories that were recurring over and over and over in various forms but the same major movements and he identified one story called the monomyth or the hero's journey that that occurred in every culture in humankind forever huh. and uh, it has very definite stages there's like 17 stages and uh, major movements and characters and, and so forth it's basically a coming-of-age story you know a sheltered young idealistic person is you know, uh, bristling and wanting to get out and enjoy the world and have adventures and everything, but is prevented from it from these uh, forces that want to keep him safe. But then he goes out into the great world and has all these adventures, and some of them are what he thought, and some of them were not. Mm -hmm. And you know, he's kind of coming into his own strength and finding out that he's powerful. And there's usually a powerful talisman or object like a lightsaber or something or a magic ring that um, makes him feel powerful and shows him his strength and there's usually a, uh, a mentor type of character or wizard or something and then you know he has his own battles at the end of this and becomes a man or becomes a woman becomes an adult and it's this rite of initiation and um, George Lucas when he was writing the screenplay for the original movie uh, worked with Joseph Campbell who was still alive at the time and, and basically said, I want this to be the most perfect hero's journey story ever in a science fiction. And uh, so they created this, you know, you can look at Star Wars and look at a graph of the hero's oh, yeah. journey and just peg it item by item almost. Same thing with Lord of the Rings, by the way. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't realize it when I was 12. I didn't know any of these terms. All I knew was it felt like you know, Lucas had unscrewed the top of my head and plugged this story straight into some deep part of my brain. And so, you know, I was kind of looking for that uh, life-changing kind of experience when I came to the new movie, and it didn't do that for me. No, um, you know, it was never going to be, it was never going to be the game changer that Star Wars was originally. There's, there's no way to put that lightning back in the bottle. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. You know, I think they could have done a little bit more with the hero's journey with Ray. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if people would have noticed that it was kind of the same. And she did hit some of the same steps that that Luke did, as we've already talked about. But and again, maybe it's because she's a female and I'm a male. Maybe it's because I'm older, but it didn't impact me in the same way. But I'm not sure I've heard of other people feeling as impacted by this movie as I was and other people were by that original. What do you think? I agree. Um, the, the structure of this new film, it didn't have those those beats. Yeah. Like, like I saw in Star Wars. Star Wars is a very well laid out story. And this mm. one felt a little bit I was I was looking for I was looking for it like like you said and I didn't I had trouble finding what what kind of structure we were working with. Well, and a part of it is they had such a big to-do list. Yes. You know, we okay, we've got to catch up with this character, and we've got to see this relationship, and we've got to give them a reason to be out here and we've got to, you know, they they had so many things they had to do and so 
I feel like they did all of those things well and still created a, a fun story, definitely within the Star Wars tradition. But like I said earlier, I think now they can start having some really great fun and great stories. So I'm hoping that Episode Eight will 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 do that now that they've kind of taken care of business. Yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. What do you think about the villain setup, the villain situation with uh, Kylo Ren? Well, I definitely like him. Uh, I I liked. Of course, I liked his voice. It's like mm -hmm. a young Cumberbatch, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Adam and, Driver's voice is so weird. It's, yeah. He, he's funny in other movies because I saw him in uh, oh, what was it? It was some it was some other movie with Oscar Isaac. Oddly enough, huh. in, Inside Lewin Davis. Which oh, it, I, I don't think I'd ever seen him before. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an okay movie. He just had like a cameo role. He was a backup singer. And uh, I tell you, that voice backup scene was freaking hilarious. I bet. <laughs> but, but he's got a great face. You know, and uh, he's, he, I mean, in a, there's a lot of ways that he doesn't look like Harrison Ford, but occasionally, like he's got the same yeah. nose or something. I don't know what it was. And I thought, you know, I, I could almost see that. Uh, no, but I liked him and I, I was really surprised with and pleased with how um, he didn't, you know, kill people. He just kind of made a mess of his workstation. <laughs> yeah. That was unexpected and really welcome because it could have gone down that expected thing. Oh, he just, you know, kills people. But yeah, I was pleased with that. I had some buddies talking, and he's not like any Sith character we've really seen before. Right. Like Anakin had some stuff kind of in that air area, but all the other people have been cool and calculated, and this guy is just like, oh my gosh, he's all right. over the place. Right. And it gives you hope that there's, you know, room in his character to be that conflicted person and you know I, I really didn't know I don't want to give a spoiler so I'll be very careful of what I'm about to say but there is a you know a crucial moment on a bridge where um, I didn't know what was going to happen with the lightsaber when it came out I didn't know which direction it was going to go if you I'm sorry if people who don't know what I'm listen the spoiler the movie's been out for I know I know for 11 days let's end one. let's end the spoiler embargo right here yeah, okay. I'll let you do it. But anyway, I mean, the point was that his character was complex enough and he was, you know, troubled enough that I didn't know if the lightsaber was going to go out or in, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I liked that ambivalence because that made me, and now that he did what he did and the, the direction it went, uh, you know, now he's got even more kind of guilt and remorse to be dealing with. So I, I look forward to that character quite a bit. Yeah, another thing a buddy of mine pointed out is how all these villain characters, aside from uh, that guy Snoke, all the other villain characters yeah, are very worst villain name ever. Ugh, I'm not. Let's a... just call him Boopsy Pie. <laughs> I mean, come on, Andy Serkis. The that... evil Lord Boopsy. <laughs> that 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 is one of two moments that I didn't like in the film. No. When he was on Snoke. screen and those uh, those rolling tentacle monsters that Harrison Ford was keeping in his ship. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, where did those come from? Yeah, right. What happened to practical effects? But yeah, um, but the uh, the Imperial guy and Kylo, and um, some of these other people we're seeing, they're all very young. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of this new kind of young First Order coming up. It's yeah. interesting where the villains are not mature in their positions yet. Besides, right. they're almost like junior executives or something. Yeah. It's a very odd angle. I'm I'm glad they took that angle. It's just something. Yeah, different. me too. Because it's like the origin story. Mm-hmm. 
Right, and now we can go and see how they rise and everything. Yeah, that's cool. I was very confused, but, you know, delightfully confused by, you know, how the stormtroopers were not, you know, clones. Yeah. Even though they use the clone voice every now and then. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> there's some mixed in there. So I, I'd be curious to find out if they're going to reveal some of that. Daniel Craig pretending to be the stormtrooper voice. Yeah, right. That was fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing uh, Kylo and Rey and how they're both kind of have their own character arcs moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like simultaneously, that's really interesting to me. Like, I don't know where either of them's going to be by the time the next movie rolls around, and where's where's Ray going to be? Where's he going to be? And how how when the next time they meet, are they going to be different people? Right. So and all oh, that lightsaber fight at the end. Yeah. In the snow. Yeah, it's oh. pretty awesome. I kept waiting. Again, I don't want to give a spoiler, but I kept waiting for that one character who we didn't see forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I can't, I th- there was that moment when the lightsaber is stuck down in the snow, and it's so similar to the same moment in Empire Strikes Back, and the it's shaking, you know, somebody's trying to pull it toward him. I thought, ah, this is when that character is going to walk <laughs> up, and uh, we're gonna, he's going to, you know, save the day, and didn't happen. And oddly, but enough, I, I, I kind of liked how it how it finally introduced him because that suggests that, you know, I mean, if I'm going to speculate, I would speculate that. Uh, you know, Ray stays with him and starts, you know, learning the ways of the Force, and we get some jungles uh, kind of uh, thing going on where um, where he can be teaching her, like Yoda did. I think that would be fun. Oh, it'd be so much fun! I think there's a lot of story opportunities that are left open. Now, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back after this. And uh, then the, then they'll see the Millennium Falcon, and everyone will uh, uh, clap. Yeah, that they'll they'll clap and cheer. Oh, oh, Alan, Alan Rickman, what, what, what? I am here for the Star Wars audition. Oh, uh, well, I didn't, I didn't put put out a, a casting call, but I mean, you know, I do not care. Ah, well, uh, what, but what character were you interested in playing? I have everyone. The villain, of course, the one who's wearing black with the hair. I, 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 well, okay, well, I, you know, I really don't have that part open. Adam Driver is doing a great job with it. And, uh, but I mean, I, we can, we could record a, a little bit and, and, uh, maybe I, we can. I need to do my vocal warm ups. Your, your vocal. <laughs> Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Ah, well, uh, Harry Potter. That's that's very odd. Uh, okay, so we can just Harry Potter. So, so we can start now. Harry Potter. Yes. Well, I think we can begin. <coughs> ah, mm, well, um, what do I read? Uh, th- this the the bit. This is a, a Kylo Ren. <laughs> Fun. Uh, we we are we are recording. Forgive me. I feel it again. The call from the light. Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again the power of the darkness and I'll let nothing stand in our way. Who wrote this? What? Who wrote this? I, 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 I wrote it. This is the worst thing that I have ever read. Thank you. My grandchildren could have written this. Oh, well, well they're, they're very great people then. <laughs> Supreme Leader senses it. Show me again the power of the darkness, and I let nothing stand in our way. Show me, Grandfather, 
and I will finish what you started, Harry Potter. Uh, this this isn't a Harry Potter movie. Yes, it is. No, it's not even close. It's not. It's the same story. That's why I'm here. You even brought Weasley without me. I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this. Did my teenage son? Did he? Did he? I'm reading his diary. Just just read the lines. That's what I'm doing. I'm reading my teenage son's diary. Uh, just 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 just, uh, just read. If you don't want to do it, you oh don't have to. My bloody gosh. I uh, just just read the lines. Shut up, JJ. I know what I'm doing. I'm a very distinguished actor. I yes, that is true. Um, I'm being torn apart. I want to be free of this pain. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me, Avadakadara? Uh, you, you, you're taking the character in an interesting direction, but I just, I just don't think that's what Disney. I, I, I don't think that's uh, what I am. Oh my gosh, JJ! And we're back. So, yeah. as a standalone for someone who hasn't seen Star Wars, though, do you think the plot holds up well enough to where it works? Because you, you mentioned <laughs> I, the 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 uh, the the list, like the grocery list. Yeah, I think that I think that you could watch it and be entertained. I mean, it's got enough spectacle and it's a it's a comprehensible story. Um, of course, it means the most to people who know all the other movies and so forth, but. But I think you would you would wonder you would go who in the world are are these people and why do we have to keep dealing with these these old people? But on the other hand, that kind of is in the tradition of 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 Lucas with his original movie because you know you don't you come in halfway through this war, mm-hmm. you know, and and things are happening and you know he liked to talk about how when he was a kid. Um, he would go into the Saturday matinee and, you know, they would show uh, movies, uh, Flash Gordon or whatever, and they would be on, you know, episode 28. (laughs) And if you hadn't been there every other week before then, you would have no clue what was going on. But he said that that experience and also the experience of watching Japanese films, he's a big Akira Kurosawa fan, as I am. And he did all the Japanese samurai movies. And, you know, when you watch a Japanese samurai film, you have no clue what is going on, even with <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> Who are these people and why are they fighting? And, but you almost don't care because you get this sense of authenticity that some real thing is going on. And, you, you know, I, don't, I almost don't care what happened before because I understand right now that this guy that you've shown me is compassionate and heroic. So I'm going to follow him and there's some guys coming after him and he cares for this girl. And OK, 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 I'm with you. You know, and so, you know, somebody coming into episode seven, having never seen any of the others, I think might have that same kind of experience. And if and, you know, then there's the the choice and you don't know how it's going to strike somebody if they go, well, I just couldn't figure it out. Or they go, I didn't know what was going on, but I loved it. So I can't speak to how I would be because I know all the other movies. Now, I was confused about where our world is at the moment. Like, did yeah. the Republic come back, and then did they just destroy... I mean, where where is everything? Yeah, good point. And then, you know, that um, uh, Jakku, that new planet, mm-hmm. all the wreckage of 
of everything. You know, I Which mean, it was cool. It was super cool. <laughs> and you know, she's sleeping in a crashed ATAT walker, and yeah, that's pretty fantastic. I feel like this film built on the lore a little bit more. I think yeah. we get we we get more information. It's it's not just a retread. We're getting some new stuff going on. Now, what do you think about the Force, kind of the, the way it's being interacting with Rey? I mean, she's really strong with it, but it's almost... It, I w- don't want to say plot device but it kind of felt like when a like a Christian indie film when God starts working in the story. <laughs> I mean, it was acceptable. I, I didn't have a problem with that, but we've never seen the Force as, like a, uh, as a character before, and it almost had a mind of its own, it seemed like. Well, how do you mean... Well, I mean, it's suddenly she has mind con- mind uh, mind yeah. trick powers without any training, and so you're you're saying that it's teaching her without it any almost mentor. It felt like it, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, how did she even have the idea to to do it? Yeah, where did that yeah. where did that come from? I love that it failed at first. That was, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> no, no, that's really cool. You know, every time they do one of these movies, they kind of change what you thought was the force. I mean, first we had this very new age kind of uh, Buddhist Eastern mythology. All of us are connected in this great universal mind. And then, you know, they do the, the episodes one, two, and three, and you got midi chlorians and it's all, you know, you can see it in a microscope. It's like a disease or something. So, so that seems to, you know, who knows? It's really interesting. But one thing you, you said I wanted to point out is that, um, there were some moments in the movie where I felt like it was retread, and uh, you yeah. know, it's it's like not only does it feel like previous Star Wars movies, at some moments it felt like previous Star Wars movies. Like, you know, there was even some of the same lines. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just because I know the movie so well. But uh, when they're, you know, a you've got yet another Death Star. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, okay. Another plans in a droid. Guess what they're going to do in episode eight? A Death Star! <laughs> I hope not. Right? So, and nine and ten. And so, and, and so they're crawling around in it, and they're skulking around, and there's this line where it says, uh, uh, we, it's Stormtrooper, and it says, uh, we think they may be splitting up, sir. They're on levels four and five, uh, which is, you know, one of the throwaway background lines from the original movie. And hmm. it was the same voice, the same everything. Really? You know, and I it, missed that. it was the same kind of feeling, and, you know, which is good you know you want it to feel like a star wars movie but i almost felt like and you don't you know they had to do that to bring the fans along you know if you just done totally new things it wouldn't have felt like it was in the tradition but at the same time i i wish that they were, that they hadn't gone quite so on the nose with some of the the, the repeats it was a little bit star trek into darkness yeah it had a little bit of that there and I forgive most of it. Having yeah. another Death Star is the only thing where I was like, eh, no. Guy, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's how creative we're going to be? It, what, right. What? Really? That, that was, like, the only thing. I mean, because they, they were creative with, instead of having Kylo Ren kill people, he just messed up his desk. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's something. <laughs> you know, why, why don't you have this thing that looks like a giant Death Star and then it falls apart and it's really... 10,000 little fighters that each one has uh, an ability to blow and they surround the planet that they're going to blow up and it's you know it's the same but it's different yeah it's not the same but it's the same mm-hmm. just yeah. bigger <laughs> yeah they, they they throw up the little death star next to the great big old planet it's like but it does the same thing <laughs> right like come on guys really that's no space that's no moon <laughs> 
No, now it is a moon. <laughs> it is a moon. <laughs> okay, but where overall, if you were to look at this, if this same type of thing happens in terms of like the plot line in the next films, are you going to be disappointed or do you really do you need as a fan for them to get into story now? Yeah, I mean, I think like, like I keep saying, I think they had to do everything they did for this movie, and now they can start telling new stories. And, you know, J.J. Abrams uh, did such a brilliant thing with the reboot of Star Trek when he played with the time mm -hmm. and said, you know, so, so he freed himself from having to repeat all the movies uh, and everything that had happened in the Star Trek universe by saying, you know, everything you thought you knew, every, everything that was before is not going to happen again. Uh, and so he gave himself the freedom to to take what he wanted and then tell new stories. And, you know, I, I think that if he can, he's sort of done that here. You know, we've tied off all the old things. We, we've done homage to all those characters. And now we can start doing some new things that kind of feel the same. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm anticipating great things with Kylo Ren. I want to see Rey learning from Luke. Um, and then... You know, I, I think it's such a cool sandbox um, that that, and I trust J.J. Abrams and you know his writers to um, to make this work. We'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. So where where do you put this film in your ranking of the Star Wars okay. movies? Okay, gotta do it. Well, there's some that you put high and some that you put low automatically. Yeah, or at least I do. I mean, Episode Four, the original, is the best. But, of course, I'm saying that as a 12-year-old who had his brain yeah. injured, so you know, <laughs> I still think it's the best. Um, the worst, of course, is episode two. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, George Lucas doing romance, let's just ouch. <laughs> let's, let's just not. Yeah, not go there. So, in my opinion, of course, this is my list. Mm -hmm. um, I actually... Uh, let's see. I really like episode five, Empire Strikes Back. So I'd probably put that second. Um, I don't know. I, I six would be next. I really liked episode three. Did Most you? People don't. Yeah, I think I thought it was almost as strong a standalone movie uh, as the original. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was quite strong. But uh, so I would put this one, you know, kind of next on the list. Ooh, okay. Before before, you know, ahead of two, ahead of one, possibly ahead of six. So I'd put it kind of in the middle of the pack. Okay. Yeah, I like to say that I was, that I went with kind of medium expectations, not too high like when I went to episode one and was crushed, you know, and not too low like when I went to episode two and what, and had my expectations met. <laughs> um, but, you know, kind of in the middle, and I, I like to say that my medium expectations were slightly exceeded. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. By the way, the episode one, uh, I think, uh, nobody cares, but I'm going to say this because we have a few seconds. Mm -hmm. um, the last 40 minutes of episode one with all the like four different storylines, action storylines going on, I really think is terrific and stands as up there with uh, any 40 minutes of any of the other movies. You know, the whole thing doesn't work necessarily, but uh, I think that's a really strong sequence. You know, honestly, as a kid, I really liked episode one. Yeah. And there's some... Well, and the Darth Maul battle, you know. <sighs> that's, that's a fantastic sword fight, and... 
Oh, the, the one last thing. Yeah, the music. Where Sorry. was that music in, in 7? Where was the new themes? I was looking forward to like a really... Well, I bet you it's there. I bet you Ray has a theme. I'm going to have to go through and listen very carefully because I didn't yeah, pick up on it. the soundtrack because, yeah, it's still George, um, John Williams, so... The John uh, Williams is... John yes. Williams is a modern genius. He is. He is the best. I love John Williams. But where would you put this movie on the on the whole list? I put it right between the prequels and the originals. Really? Okay. I I, I do. I really and you know I had a good time. I was there with my. I came back from college. I met up with all my high school buddies. We went and saw it together. So a lot of it for me was just the experience of going to a movie with my buddies. Sure. But I enjoyed the film and. Yeah. I, I love, there were moments that I was clapping and cheering with the rest of them. Everyone clapped yeah. when the Millennium Falcon showed up. Oh, yeah. And when Solo showed up. And just in the opening crawl, we were all yeah. shouting at the screen. I know, it's awesome. <laughs> it was a good, it was a, it was a good thing. So I do, I do like the film. I enjoyed it. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens from here. But, so um, now in my audience uh, on opening day, you know, we had all the cheering. Not as much as apparently the night before when my daughter went. <laughs> they cheered at everything. You know? <laughs> Look, I can see something on the screen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's, There's a star. star. <laughs> yeah. But um, in my audience, they clapped. You know, when the major, uh, when the crawl went, when the Millennium Falcon, when we saw the major characters. But when Princess Leia came out, nobody clapped. No. I, I didn't clap because I was like. Who is that old chick? <laughs> I didn't recognize her. And then there was C-3PO and we clapped again. And then we went, oh, that was her. Oh, we missed the clapping time a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like her movie, did everybody clap for her? No one clapped for her. They they only clapped at those three moments. It was Han, the Falcon. Did you recognize her right away? I, I did, but I kept up with some of the promotional material beforehand. So why didn't you clap? Be because... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff, I didn't, but you didn't clap either. No, I didn't clap either. Well, I didn't recognize her. And her poor voice. That's, yeah. Don't, don't, do, don't do cigarettes, children. No. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Leia has been having a few. One, two, that thing, you're braver than I thought. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> help me, help me, why can help me? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's not good. <laughs> That's mean. Oh, it is mean. I feel bad. That's yeah, a good note to end out on, though, making fun of poor Princess Leia. I know, I know. Or General Organa now. Yeah. She's not a princess anymore, I guess. Oh. We just decided to leave that behind. Oh, well. Oh, when they blow up the planet you're from, I don't know. You know. I guess you don't get princesshood anymore. I guess. It's not, yeah, it's honorary. How do we how do we go through all this and not talk about BB-8? Yeah, That's he's pretty cool. I mean... <laughs> And you know, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't checked IMDb to look for sure to see who did the sounds and the voice. It was Bill Hader. Who was it really? Uh, he was one of them, yeah. Because you know, Ben Burt is like the geek god. He's the one who created all the major sound effects from from Star Wars. He did the voice for R two D two, did the voice for Wally, and and so I was wondering if he I'm was going to be up. the voice, but I never saw him in the credits anywhere. There were there were two people who did BB-8. I, I don't I don't remember. I think one was Bill Hader and the other one was, I want to say one of the people from Parks and Rec. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was kind of odd. But hey, this has been a lot of fun, man. I can nerd about out about Star Wars forever. It's yep. just and at the end of the day, am I happy that we got another one? Yeah, I'm pretty happy Absolutely. that we got another one. It's not Absolutely. over. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Jeff, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. This has been a lot of fun. You have a great evening. You too.
Oh my, this is more serious than I thought. The Very Serious Writing Show. It's what you're listening to. I love my lips. Guys, I am so glad to be back. Seriously, I've missed you all. This is good. I'm glad to be back. We should hang out. We can hang out in lots of the places. We can hang out in the Facebooks or the Twitters or the Goodreads in which we can not hang out by telling each other what book we're reading in order to ignore the rest of the social world. That would be fun. That's what I call, that's what I call fun. I, I, I've actually been using Goodreads more. It's kind of neat. I kind of like it. You know, after, after making fun of it for so long, I, you know, I guess I really am a homeschooler in the end. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I got the hangout section of thatguywiththehat.com, and you can come join me over there, and it now includes a serious question form, where you can give only the most serious questions for me to ask guests at the end of episodes. I'm wanting to do that. I'm wanting to make a segment at the end of episodes where, like, I can give your <laughs> quote-unquote serious questions to, to them. So, yeah, I'm... Really, not serious questions. Make them funny, because that would be hilarious if I got to ask, like, writers, you know, what's your favorite toe? I don't know. I just think that'd be great. So, hey, send me a bunch of them over there, the hangout section of thatguywiththehat.com. Thanks so much to Jeff Gerke for being on the show today. This guy is fantastic. Again, The Irresistible Novel by him. It's a book on how to engage your reader in your story. It takes, it brings craft down, it strips all the details away, and just looks at how you connect to your reader. It's really good stuff. I've heard his talks on it. Fantastic. Go look that up and say hi to Jeff on Facebook for me because that dude, again, is amazing. You can subscribe to the show on SoundCloud or iTunes, and if you dig the melodious sound of my voice and liken it to the essence of melted butter sliding down the back of a middle-aged chimpanzee, then give me a five-star rating on iTunes so that I can feel loved in the vast quasi-loneliness of the internet. Or don't. But now you're going to feel guilty for not doing it. More fun to come this Thursday, only on the Very Serious Writing Show. Guys, we are back. Welcome back. And you have a great week. Catch you later.